Hi there, and welcome to the Homeschool Sisters podcast. I'm Kate. And I'm Kara, and we're two homeschooling moms doing this homeschooling thing right beside you. We don't have it all figured out, but one thing we know for sure is that homeschooling is a lot easier when you have a sister by your side. Hey, Kate. Hey, Kara. How you doing? I'm hanging in. How are you doing? Yeah, doing okay. (laughs) I, I don't know what else to say these days. <laughs> I know. I, I think this is day 26 of us being at home, of me being at home. I mean, part of me feels like I've been... Sounds about right-ish. Like, you know, planning my whole life for this. Like, <laughs> I've been preparing my whole I life. I think in some ways we were better prepared. <laughs> yeah, like the introverts of the world are like, it's not so bad. And the extroverts are like eating the walls and... Yeah. Yeah. It's harder, I think. Um, I ordered a postal scale because I had a bunch of stuff that I needed to ship. And it was like not even 20 bucks on Amazon. And I found this company where you can print your own labels and you just buy them like with a credit card. And I don't think I ever have to leave home again now. Like, (laughs) I love that. I mean, it's a wonderful world we're living in when you can get like tampons delivered to your door. So, like, all my problems are solved, basically. Like, See, look at you looking at the silver lining there. Tampons in the mailbox. Yeah, it's all the silver lining. <laughs> Tampons in the mailbox. That will be the name of my memoir. <laughs> my, I, mine is my Nana slept with St. Jude. <laughs> I've known this for years. If I ever write a book, my grandmother slept with St. Jude because she did. She carried around a little teeny tiny statue of St. Jude, who's the patron saint of desperate cases, desperate, uh-huh. something like that. Yes. And he went with her everywhere. And she brought him to bingo and she slept with him every night. And when she stayed at her house, I'd have to help her fish him out from the bottom of the bed. <laughs> <laughs> Well, there you go. It's a very catchy title. If I had to write it, I my Nana slept with Saint Jude. That's good. I think that's good. All right. So now, now we know our memoir titles. Um, Sisters, (laughs) make sure in the comments to this episode over at our site, pre-order on Amazon, (laughs) thehomeschoolsisters.com. Please drop in the name of your memoir, and this will be fun. We should ask about this on Instagram too. What's the name? What would your memoir be named? I want to change mine, though. <laughs> that was an accident. I didn't mean to name it that. <laughs> Even though we should... Okay, now we can get t-shirts that say, um, look at me, you're not dying. <laughs> and tampons in the mailbox. Oh, my goodness. I can just hear now. These poor moms are going to be like, yeah, now my four-year-old keeps asking me what tampons are. Thanks a lot, sisters. Sorry. We're stir crazy. We're just doing the best we can. We're muddling through. Yes. Right beside you. And are your kids eating nine meals a day? So many. Mm -hmm. So much food. Yeah. 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 And weird food. Not normal food. Um, And weird meals. Like yesterday I made my family chicken noodle soup. Because my husband found a chicken. Honestly, it was a little bit like, it was like he was a caveman that like brought a chicken back. You know, he was just like, I got a chicken. And I was like, oh, 
we're going to eat well tonight, you know, except the thing is I'm a vegetarian, so I don't eat chicken soup. So I made chicken soup for my family. And then I was like, oh, I have to make something for me. Like, that was yeah, all my so much harder now. culinary, like, energy. So I was like, I'm just, I'm going to like microwave a burrito or something. <laughs> I made myself like a bag of frozen vegetables. They're good. Yeah. Yeah. They're fine. I've had that as a meal. Yeah, it was it was good. And then my daughter made brownies. So I had that's a hilarious. bag of frozen vegetables and brownies for That's called balance. <laughs> yes. There you go. My son, um, his birthday was yesterday. And we had, before deliveries stopped, like now it's impossible to get grocery delivery. But I managed to secure a box of cake mix, except it was gluten-free, which he was not thrilled about. Although it tasted fine. And um, my husband and I are gluten-free. So it was actually like a secret win that we got. Yeah. Gluten- gluten-free substitution so we all ate it last night I don't even I didn't even have my wedding cake I don't eat cake I don't like it but last night I liked it did <laughs> about the pandemic I was like heck I'm gonna eat cake so <laughs> let them eat cake so they had gluten they substituted gluten-free in your order the cake mix yes, I have a very oh, I, have, oh. I could tell you I could tell you some crazy stories about my substitutions well one and institute. You shared. I um, didn't complain about this one, but one time they substituted um, edamame for green peas and told me that they were green peas, and I was like, "No, they're not." <laughs> Thankfully, we like edamame, but I was like, "No, they're not the same thing." <laughs> <laughs> and one time I wanted fresh strawberries. This is not during the pandemic. I would not be complaining about this, um, but I wanted fresh strawberries, and they gave me those frozen strawberries that you put on like the little foam shortcake that your grandma made. <laughs> You know, like in the syrup. <laughs> oh yes, the little foam like, shortcake that your grandma made. <laughs> I actually just saw. Um, I got new baking powder. Um, and all of this, and they didn't have the regular brand, so I got like the regular. I got whatever brand, and it has a shortcake recipe on the back, and it was reminding me of, um, strawberry shortcake growing up because. My yeah. that was my grandpa's favorite dessert, and our birthdays were one day apart, so we always had strawberry shortcake for our birthdays instead of cake. And my mom used to make. <laughs> my mom's amazing. She's she's been amazing through this entire pandemic. She's like, she just turned sixty eight years old. She's working in an assisted living facility. She's helping people. She came by and dropped off a blood pressure cuff and a thermometer for my husband so he doesn't have to go to the hospital to get his vitals checked. I mean, she's a nurse. Did I say that part? I don't know. Anyway, she's terrific. Was not a great cook when I was growing up. And so she used to make Bisquick shortcake biscuits. And they, my sister and I used to call them hockey pucks because they were just they were so dense and they were like so you needed a yeah. lot of those strawberries and syrup to like soak it up yes yeah and um i don't know why but my family did this thing where they would make like whipping cream mm-hmm. um and it was my mom and my grandma i don't i don't know if i don't know which one it was and there was also an aunt involved i don't know who was in charge of the whipping cream but they wouldn't add any like sugar or sweetener to it it was very strange and then they didn't understand why like we didn't like it it was this does not sound like a very good strawberry shortcake um i think you need to 
to, well, um, what they would do is they would also get the squirt whipped cream and then that was fine. So you would do the squirt whipped cream and the hockey pucks and the strawberries that were not quite in season. <laughs> I don't know. It was just a whole thing. But um, I've made strawberry shortcakes since then. It's It's been, it's, you can. The problem here yeah. is that now I kind of want strawberry shortcake and I know I'm not kidding. I'm sorry. <laughs> get that. I'm so sorry. Thanks a lot, Kara. <laughs> I mean, think of the, okay, so think of it as like a hard sort of flavorless biscuit with <laughs> strawberries and syrup and whipping cream with no sugar. Are you still hungry? <laughs> we ordered, like when this all started and we couldn't get delivery anymore, I signed up for Misfit, Misfits Market and Butcher Box. And so our Misfit box was coming this week. And I'm usually like so cheap with, you know, they do these suggested add-ons. And this week it was like all these chocolate bars, which is genius. <laughs> And I was like, yes, click. And I'm not even, like, my weakness is chips. So usually when I'm stressed, I go salty. But I've been wanting chocolate. I'm like, heck yes, I am getting the add-on of the bar. So the, it arrived just before this. It's in the driveway. It's all packed and cold and everything. And the kids are like, do you want us to unpack it for you? Which is so nice. Except I don't. <laughs> because those are mine. <laughs> I have a chocolate I have a chocolate stash. I'm not even going to say where it is out loud because I have little ears outside, but I have a chocolate stash. It's not that I'm not willing to share the chocolate. It's that we right. have to ration the chocolate because exactly. if I just put chocolate out, it, it will, will be, be gone. gone in a hot minute. Yeah. So I have to like slowly. And there is, like I said, there's birthday cake here. So yeah. they can have that. This one of these has toffee and one has coconut. <gasps> well, now I'm I want to get. So Misfits I'm Market sorry. is, is it just vegetables or is it fruit too? It, some fruit. We've only had one so far, but I got um, oranges, lemons, and apples in the last box. Ooh. And then okay. a bunch of root vegetables. I'll take pictures and show you what I got. This, I, I upped our, so I tried it. We liked it. Um, I don't know that it would be something I do not in a pandemic price-wise, mm -hmm. but you are getting a full range based on the one box I got of like a variety of different things, all the colors. And so um, I upped the box, whatever the subscription is called. I got the bigger one. Okay. For the And so, so this is like the TJ Maxx of produce. Yeah. It's, like, the ugly, it's the ugly vegetables that people will pick over at the supermarket. Cause it, cause it's got, you know, divots. Cause like one, one sleeve is way longer than the other sleeve. <laughs> Exactly. <laughs> or the little man fell off his polo horse. Or <laughs> <laughs> I used to have my workout socks like for forever where they all said um, DKNV instead of like <laughs> DKNY, but they were the best workout socks. Like back when I was, I don't even know oh, if I was married hilarious. yet. I might've been engaged or newly married. And so I was like working out a lot and I had, it was, a, it was like a three pack and I was always like, I need to wash my socks because I have to have my DKNV <laughs> socks. So that's good. It's like the, it's like the TJ Maxx of, yeah. of like produce. All it right. made us very happy last week and we've been very much looking forward to it. What was the add on last week? Was it? I don't even know if bars? they're was one okay maybe there probably was and i was you know not we still yeah. had 
some of the things that we needed, but this time I'm telling you, and they had mushrooms, which I love. And I was like, yes, I want the mushrooms and asparagus. Yeah. I got a lot of add-ons. I would not normally, (laughs) but the chocolate, I was like, yes, click, (laughs) click. That's fun. I had one moment of like, am I going to regret this? And I said, no, I'm not. (laughs) It's like your, it's like your aunt's money on a book is never wasted. Money on chocolate is never wasted. (laughs) (laughs) See, that's another t-shirt. Now we have three t-shirt ideas or mugs or bags. I don't know. I do think we have a store. That's what we should do during this pandemic. We'll just, we'll just start our sister swag shop. Finally, there's a tiny person showing you a, oh, is that a bow? Yes. That's awesome. This is what we do. See, we're really into like surviving this whole thing. Yeah. You now has an outdoor shower and a longbow. <laughs> we're prepared. Well, I was going to say before that, when you said like your husband felt like he came home with the chicken, like it was a caveman. Yeah. So the other day we didn't have meat. Um, and I was saying to the kids, you know, you should be lucky what we do have. Like, we, yeah, dinner doesn't have meat, but it, we're going to be fine. And there was this gigantic, we have a field across the street, pack of turkeys. Like, probably <gasps> yeah. probably 20, at least 20. And they were like, so, like, do you think people in town would go, like, hunt the turkey now? I was like, probably. <laughs> so I don't know if that's what the bow's for. <laughs> There your was, kids are gonna bring uh, home I like, some i was like watch out boys like trying to make the kids laugh because they were all like eh, we don't get any beat i was like watch out boys run <laughs> that's funny because we were actually making jokes about the chicken and the hunting and the turkeys because we've been out on walks and there's like this gang of turkeys that hangs out in a certain area and every once in a while they'll make it up to like as far as we are but this is like almost two miles away where the turkeys are right now when we're out on our walks and so we were joking about making turkey soup next time too yeah. see we, well, this is this is what this happens was like, this was quite the they were all there was some sort of meeting happening yeah <laughs> some pandemic preparedness they're plotting they're definitely plotting they're like all the humans, they're, they're all just worried about where they're going to get toilet paper. And now's our chance to take over. <laughs> okay. So speaking of food and turkey, <laughs> we're going to talk food today, which I is so good. I people think of our intros, like our guests. <laughs> <laughs> we're sorry, Samantha. Oh my goodness. Poor Samantha. I'm so sorry that yours is the tampons on a mailbox episode. I'm sorry we said tampons. <laughs> yes. <laughs> oh, and it's too late. We just can't cut it out at this point. And we don't really. We're, 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 we're doing. Epi- we're just doing loose episodes because we're like trying to get them out more frequently. So that's that, it is what it is. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Samantha from Radish is here, which is good because she's going to tell us how to like eat in this whole thing and help us out and make us feel better. And that's been a stress. It is. Yeah. And she talks about that, which is really, really good. Um, It's just, yeah, it was just really good. Very comforting. It's okay if you watch a movie during dinner. That's Mm -hmm. one of my takeaways for sure. And it's okay if you eat some chips. Yeah. 
especially with cheese on them. You just have to <laughs> spread out the cheese. <laughs> So Samantha Barnes is a former middle school teacher and mom of two and the founder of Radish Kids, a cooking club and curriculum for children of all ages. And we've both used Radish for years and years and we've loved it. Um, And my daughter and you said your kids, too, have been doing their live classes this past couple of weeks. So fun. That have been awesome. Like I was telling Samantha, it's it's giving my daughter something to like look forward to each week with so much other stuff that's canceled and you know not happening the way it's supposed to. So um we first had Samantha back on the show on episode 27, a show we called Hungry Hungry Homeschoolers. <laughs> it applies now. <laughs> because homeschoolers are like hobbits. They need to eat all the right time. Right now it's like hungry hungry everybody. Yeah, totally. Yeah. <laughs> So we're excited to have her back, and today we're going to talk about how to feed people right now, meal planning during quarantine, because it's different, healthy snacking, and all kinds of good stuff. So you ready to share that interview? Definitely. Okay, here we go. Hello, Samantha. Hi. Hi. Thank you so much for being here with us. We really appreciate it. Thanks, Kate and Kara. I'm happy to be here. Well, good, good. Um, how are you doing right now? How's how are things? How's your family? How's how's everything going with all that's happening in our world right now? Yeah, our family is healthy, and that is really the most important thing that one can ask for right now. Um, I think this is our fourth week of being home. Uh, I have to think that through, but I think that sounds about right. Um. So, you know, every day is a little bit different and has new challenges and some things, days are much easier than other days, but we're, we're healthy and we're, we're good. We're focusing on the important things. Yeah. That's wonderful. You guys normally do like hybrid part homeschool, part <clears throat> school, right? Yeah. So that's we're kind of a- unique because um, we actually have people that do that, but it, that's just something that we haven't really talked to you specifically about before. So, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Our school is it's a public charter school that's uh, project based learning, and so it's part time on campus and part time homeschool hybrid at home. Um, so, you know, this is familiar. It's not brand new, but it's still new. Um, and because I'm also working full time, my kids take a a bunch of classes and do other kinds of things typically out in the community and in the world that they're not doing right now. So even though it is um, something I'm familiar with and my background is in education, it's still, um, it's still brand new doing this, you know, every day of the week. So. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah, for sure. But you know, when all this calms down, it would be fun to have you back to talk a little bit about hybrid schooling because we get questions about that. So we do. That would be a really neat conversation. Yeah, we'll just tuck okay. that away in our back pocket, Kate, for <laughs> okay. <laughs> for some time down the line. <laughs> but what we want to talk with you about today <clears throat> is food stuff. All the food stuff, because we are hearing from so many parents who are like, "We're eating constantly, and <laughs> yet we can't find any of the things that we normally eat." So it's just kind of like foraging and 
Yes, my kids were saying that it's like summer snacking. You know how you make that adjustment from the end of the school year and then you're in summer mode and the kids are outside and they're, you know, more active and they're just constantly eating where I feel like that's where we're at right now. Yeah. Yes. So I, I did some quick uh, back of the envelope math. I think I'm this week I'll be preparing like meal 115 or so. Um, and that assumes four meals a day, which really isn't accurate. I think we're at five or six or seven. <laughs> um, <laughs> but uh, if you think, you know, just the 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 constant need and, and hunger in your households, um, that's a, it's a lot of days at home and it's a lot of meals and snacks in between. Um, so it's it definitely is very different. Yeah, yeah. Well, and a lot of us are having to get kind of creative right now because we don't have the things that we would normally have to make the meals that our family, you know, normally eats. So, um, like, what we're finding a lot is we'll look in the pantry and we're missing, like, that one key ingredient to make (laughs) something that's familiar and that, you know, we know is a sure winner and everybody likes. So um, can we talk a little bit about, like, getting creative and dealing with shortages of like normal stuff. What are you guys doing at your house? Well, I, I definitely can relate. I feel like I stocked up my pantry really well right before everything started. And then I discovered that I didn't have like anything in my fridge. Like I had, you know, nine pounds of dried beans and 15 pounds of dried pasta and, um, cans of things. And I was like, Oh, well, what's for dinner? (laughs) You know, yeah, (laughs) I was good for like a real emergency. But at that point it was like, I'm just home. What, what am I going to make? And, and that, and, and, and then there's lunch, which is a whole other ball game of, Mm -hmm. you know, now what? Um, so yes, I think you do kind of need to get creative. And I think if you kind of also take off this, uh, the dinner hat, like what normally is for dinner or, and then just sort of anything goes, right? Yeah. <laughs> um, so, so, you know, you make like what you're saying, Carrie, you know, you make something that without that main ingredient and you figure it out um, or you substitute something um, or you, uh, you know, reorganize your day a little bit. And so you might have like a, a big breakfast for dinner um, or something that just feels a little bit different than normal. Um, because I think right now, any, yeah, anything goes. <laughs> <laughs> I um, like that though, like adjusting your, meal. your expectations. I think that's yeah, important that's a relief to right now. That. Yeah. That's very freeing to be like, okay, yeah, I need to stop thinking about this as like, um, you know, a protein, a carbohydrate and a couple vegetables or whatever, and I can have some freedom. So, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And things that you might serve maybe as a side, maybe it can be like your meal, you know? So maybe you're normally making a baked potato with a piece of meat and a vegetable. Um, and maybe tonight it's just a loaded baked potato and you fill it up. Maybe you have some frozen broccoli florets and you, you kind of make that stretch that into, into the dinner and then, you know, you have ice cream. <laughs> Sounds delicious. How are how are you meal planning right now amid this, you know, change in how we typically meal plan? 
Well, first of all, I'm finding that the, I'm thinking about food, the, the emotional labor of thinking about food is more stressful than it's ever been. And I, you know, I love cooking, I love food, and I'm often thinking about what we're going to eat at any meal of the day. Um, and now I'm doing it in like this sort of hyper stressed mode um, because you want to make sure you have enough when you go to the store. You don't want to buy too much and take it away from others. There's the stress. Will will I eat all of this? You know, if I'm buying all these fresh vegetables, can we eat it all before it goes bad? Um, so I'm finding like there's quite a bit of stress. So I actually went shopping on Saturday and it was the first time I had been in almost three weeks. So we were like really without a lot of vegetables at that point. And I was really careful. Usually my meal plan is like kind of general and I was really specific about, okay, what are concrete meals that I'm going to make with the ingredients that I'm going to come home with? And then I bought all the other things too, but I really wanted to make sure I came home with things that I, I wasn't like, Oh, this doesn't make a dinner or, or, you know, I wanted to be focused. Um, and then I also bought a lot of, um, heartier vegetables and things that would last longer. So broccoli, cauliflower, um, kale, potatoes, carrots, things that I knew if I didn't use them within the next three or four days, like they'd be okay. Even into the following week, um, beets, root vegetables like that. Um, and then, I mean, I, I don't. I guess the difference in my regular meal planning is I don't have it assigned to a specific day because, you know, it's not like I'm working around schedules and oh, Tuesday's busy. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, so true. So um, then I'm just kind of on the day of. I'm like, oh, that's right. I have this meal available. Okay, I'll make that. Um, and knowing I have it is ready to go. Are you guys experiencing any shortages where you are? Like, are you having like we cannot find rice here? for anything. I mean, it's just, yes. it's gone. Yes. And I'd say the shortages shortages have been for a while. So started maybe two weeks before we went into shelter in place. So this has been a while. Um, we have, you can't find any flour anywhere here. Mm, um, and, and we're in Southern California. So I actually just ordered um, a 25 pound bag from Bob's Red Mill. Yeah. Um, and sort of leaning into some of the online uh, distributors of different kinds of foods right now to sort of get through the shortage. Um, we have imperfect produce that will deliver irregular produce um, weekly that'll be starting. Um, and Crowd Cow can ship meat. So trying to lean into some of those things. The last time I was at the store, um, I felt that most things had been restocked. We had kind of gotten through. There weren't limits on them, you know, how many of every item you could buy, which had been the case the previous week when I was buying four boxes of uh, Trader Joe's Cheerios and gotten into trouble for doing that. <laughs> so oh, no. it looks like the limits have been, um, <laughs> that's what my kids really week. <laughs> right. I was like, no, this is just for this week. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm not being greedy. We will eat all these within like two days. Please just let me have my, <laughs> these are just our quirks. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They're certain foods. Well, that's good to hear that things are shifting, but I I also think that that's really smart, like you said, like ordering through Bob's Red Mill instead of, um, you know, if you can't find it at your grocery store. I know, Kate, um, was it last week you said something about ordering from ButcherBox? And I was like, oh, and so I got on and now there's a waiting list. But I think I, Kara, I think I got that the last day before the waiting yeah. list. I did ButcherBox and Misfit Market. 
Yeah, because yes. we can't find we're, we're having the same trouble. And I we're also doing delivery because of my husband's job. We don't want to be in. We feel like we could possibly be silent carriers that you're hearing about. So we really don't want to be in the supermarket. So delivery is just a, you have to wake up at midnight to click your cart. <laughs> it's like a, it's like getting a concert ticket to get yeah. your grocery delivery. Yeah, I have tried unsuccessfully now for three weeks to get anything delivered from it's Carter, Amazon fresh or anywhere. Um, so now I've just kind of moved on. Um, I, I did get a whole foods delivery, uh, but only about 25% of the things came and I was like, well, this isn't worth it. Yeah. (laughs) Right. And then you don't have those things for the meal (laughs) that you're missing. You're like, well, I'm still missing. (laughs) There's still no dinner. (laughs) So I bit the bullet, but, but shopping for, you know, two weeks at a time or more is, that's a stressful thing. Um, and you know, I came home and I was sort of like emotionally exhausted. I had to, I had this stress and you know, I spent way more money than I normally spend at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. And when you're there, you, know, you have your mask on and your head's down and you're, you're, you know, focused on, on filling up your cart and not touching your phone and look at, I mean, I had a, like a spreadsheet on a clipboard. Cause I was like, I'm going to get these things and come home. And then you get home and you know, we unpack the groceries on the front steps and Clorox all of them. And it's oh, just, yeah. just uh, I don't think we're used to the kind of stress that um, is surrounding food right now. And yet it's like the one thing that sort of sustains us and supports us and is supposed to be nurturing and, and filled with love. And so it's this weird dichotomy of, of stress. <laughs> oh, I'm glad you brought that up, though, because I think a lot of people are feeling you know, this stress, maybe they can't put their finger on like what's bothering them today, or, you know, they just know there's this underlying level of kind of stress constantly, but it's like, well, nothing has gone horribly wrong. Nobody in my family's gotten sick. But I mean, that's the thing is it's stuff like that. It's this extra mental load to carry. And, you know, like I was telling Kate, like, um, last week, I was trying to find strawberry jelly. And I got a little like obsessive about trying to find strawberry jelly. And I'm like, and I think Kate, you said it's because like you're trying to provide normal for everybody right now. And it's like, that's my kid's favorite is strawberry. Like, yes, I can find grape. I can find blueberry. I can find raspberry. I can find marmalade. But like, I, you know, you're just trying so hard to like have n- normal things and keep up a normal for your kids that I think that it can just be so stressful for us. So I'm glad that you brought that up and addressed it because, yeah, it's um it's a real thing. That's yes, not... and I love how you called it emotional labor because that's exactly what it is. As the mom, you know, I think it really falls on our shoulders to try to keep that all those normal, comforty, quirky sort of food things that make the kids feel good, mm-hmm. and yeah, make sure they're exactly. eating healthy because there's this. You know, you could be a little lazy now, and it could, maybe it's easier to throw the pizza in the oven, but you don't want to have the pizza all the time, too, because you just don't feel good to be eating that stuff. So, yeah, it's a, it's a balancing act. And food is typically something that we can control, right? Mm-hmm. We can go to a grocery store, 25 grocery stores. We can get everything that we need. Um, you know, seasonal doesn't even make much of a difference nowadays. I mean, yeah. I still buy seasonal, but that's not relevant in most mm-hmm. in most situations. So we're we're really trying. We have normal control over everything that our families can eat and we can access. And I think to sort of feel like that is um, sort of a tenuous relationship with being able to to acquire food is scary and not something that 
our generation is used to experiencing, right? We live in an instant Amazon generation um, and and time period. So I think the stress of not being able to provide for our families, even if you said that, you know, we can't pinpoint it, it's, it runs deep. Yeah. And the expense, which you touched upon, because it's, you know, during a time that people are especially concerned about finances, some of the ways that you can get the food that you need are things that I like, you know, things that are maybe more expensive or you're spending more, you're going to a certain store that is more expensive because you've heard that they have X, Y, Z instead of shopping at various stores. So it's just that that's a stress too. Well, and I, I know our Costco line, people are waiting, you know, over an hour to get in at certain times of the day. And yeah, that's an example of you saying, well, maybe I just won't buy this in bulk. I'll just you know, get it from my regular store and pay more. And, and that, that provides a lot of, you know, dialogue in your head too. So yeah, if it's all. Right. Right. Like, um, yeah. yeah, we have the, the more affordable grocery store, but it's kind of farther away and chaotic and everything. And so we're going mm-hmm. to like the little closer one where it's, you know, and my husband will say, Oh my goodness, you know, I just bought this ground beef and it was eight ninety nine a pound, you know, there, and I know it's only six ninety nine a pound at the other store. And, you know, just all those little things that add up that we don't even realize are kind of making us just kind of uh, edgy and nervous. And, you know, and we're just, we're all just doing the best we can. And, but it's, it's hard right now. Um, I remember that day that it was like Thursday, March, maybe like 12th is that right the right math I don't even know but um that was our first day was that yeah yes like I had this thing all of a sudden where I just was like something shifted a little bit like I don't even know what it was and so we went to the store and I just spent like two hundred dollars and you know and it was like just normally I don't just go to the store and just spend $200 on a random Thursday, you know, like on top of our regular grocery run and everything else. And it was like, I I just had this feeling. And then, you know, I remember calling my husband and almost feeling like kind of like he might be like, oh, you're overreacting or something, you know, and he was like, no, I think that's really good that you just did that. Yeah. And so, yeah, it's, it's just, it's weird. It's just a weird. It is weird. Yeah. Yeah. Weird is a good word. (laughs) <laughs> so, but we're trying to be proactive. So, Samantha, are there things that your family is making a lot right now? Any recipes you're relying on a whole lot? Yeah, so I went through some of my favorite recipes or recipes that the kids really love um, when I was meal planning last week. And I've noticed we've had some of these things quite a, quite often lately. Um, we've done, we, Radish made a lasagna minestrone type soup, um, mm-hmm. last month. I don't know if you had it, but we have made that a lot. And I like that because I also, now I, I do it in the Instant Pot, so it comes together really quickly. You know, I have my own variation on our own recipe, um, but I can throw in anything. So I, you know, once the lasagna noodle is there, my kids are excited because it feels like a different kind of, of soup, um. And then, you know, sometimes my daughter's a vegetarian, so I don't always add the meat and I'll do whatever vegetable or I'll put in lentils. Um, so we've been making that a lot. We've, uh, there's a great recipe for um, pasta chechi on uh, the New York Times cooking app website, um, 
which I mean, any any recipe that you find for that is good, but it's spelled the same way my daughter's name, C-E-C-I. So that's been really fun. And it's um, it's like a great pantry pasta. So it's basically chickpeas and um, the little tiny diddlini type noodles that are just really mm-hmm. yummy and they absorb all the broth and it has like the flavor of rosemary. So it's kind of hearty. And, uh, that's been, so that's been on our rotation a lot right now. Um, but making pancakes like almost every weekend, which I don't always do. That's Um, us. But I'm like, why not? (laughs) You know, might as well. (laughs) Might as well. So, um, so that's really fun. And we've definitely been having a lot more baked goods. I mean, I've been baking bread, either, um, like a quick bread, a banana bread or pumpkin bread, or, um, you know, I got out the bread maker, um, we have a great recipe for uh, Irish soda bread on our website that is so easy. It's like a big, giant, fluffy, yummy biscuit. Um, so we've been making that. <laughs> that sounds delicious. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And just like what I said in the beginning, just kind of rethinking a little bit what dinner looks like. There was a Friday, it's probably two weeks ago, um, I just it was, you know, I'm sure like both of you, you just have some days where you just cannot keep it together. And by Friday at six o'clock, I was like, so spent. I was so frustrated and exhausted with life and overwhelmed by everything. And I, there was not one thing I wanted to cook or eat. And, um, you know, I had a lot of frozen food, but it's going to take too long and everyone was hungry. And uh, we had nachos, and they were really good. (laughs) (laughs) I didn't didn't have enough cheese, so I was, like, stretching the cheese, like, carefully dispersing it on every nacho (laughs) because I was like, we need to make sure to, like, stretch the cheese. And, you know, we didn't have the things that we might normally put on. Like, my daughter likes having black olives or what have you, refried beans. We didn't have those. We had black beans. And I'm just like, you know, you guys, like, this is a time of – accepting what we have and and making the most of things all parts of our life and if it means like a different kind of bean than you want like so be it (laughs) yeah yeah that's that's funny because it's kind of a chance to you know teach kids a little bit like you know really like it's not that big of a sacrifice to like use a different you know but I mean yeah it but the thing is like we've talked about you know certain things are familiar we want things to be a certain way and that is hard right now to give that up so so I get that but yeah exercise and flexibility sometimes Mm -hmm. sometimes you're more flexible than others and if you're stressed they may not be feeling super receptive to the new cereal or whatever it is yeah yeah and and I mean that's the thing too is um I think it can be tempting to tell our kids like you know like you should be so grateful that we have food at all but it's like they're stressed too so yeah <laughs> yeah we got to remember you know in the although midst I of may have that. said that this <laughs> <laughs> I may have said that <laughs> well we're all stressed <laughs> everyone's stressed we're all stressed um so actually, that's a good that's a good segue to our next question, which is, um, it can be very like comforting though, and um, helpful for like that relationship, you know, connection type thing to cook together. So, um, can you talk a little bit about that, like ways that cooking can kind of help bring us together right now? I think so often in, in normal times we use the excuse of soccer practice or theater practice or whatever 
you know, evening activities your family has going on is a reason why, you know, we, we can't have our kids helping us cook or we're hurried or we didn't make that from scratch or whatever it is. And there's always these reasons that get in the way because of our busy. And right now, don't get me wrong, I think every mom is feeling insanely busy in just a different kind of way. So I know we're, we're still busy, um, but we're home and busy. And so if we can use sort of the time together in the kitchen or at meals time as like this grounding force that we might not normally get to, I think it's, it's really one way that we can sort of provide that sense of normalcy and connection. Um, so, you know, there is also this practical need. Like we said, there's nine zillion meals we're making over the course of this time. <laughs> so we, we need to eat. We need to stay home. So um, therefore, you know, why not take the time and, and make something and cook something? Um, and also it feels that this might just be me, <laughs> but I have felt um, highly unproductive and inefficient over the last few weeks. Um, mm-hmm. Stretched, you know, juggling all of the things, um, my kids homeschool, my work, um, meal planning, everything just feels different. And having everybody in the same space 24 hours a day means I'm not like fully focused on one thing ever at a time. And so therefore I feel inefficient and unproductive. And I feel like when you're cooking, you're making something and you're accomplishing something like at the end of it, it will be done. You will have a meal on a plate that people will enjoy. And so that is a very sort of gratifying experience. And your kids will feel that too. So when you get them in the kitchen with you um, and sort of create that opportunity to make something, use your hands, you know, calm down and really like, oh, how does this smell? What's happening in the pot? Oh, what? when I combine this ingredient and this ingredient, you know, this is the result. And look, wow, mom, we made this. I feel really proud. I made this nice dish. And, um, and that brings sort of that comfort and joy that we're all sort of craving a little bit right now. Yeah, for sure. And Radish has table talk cards, which just enhances the meal. I think we have, we've put them all on three different rings. So each kiddo has their own set and it's been really fun to at dinner, pull them out and start conversation. Yeah. Our table talk, I think are fun because you know, if you've been home with your kids all day, you your regular questions might be a little bit um, different. You know, they haven't been off in a class or at co-op or doing any of the things that they might normally have been exploring. And so you might need a little bit of extra, um, an extra nudge uh, come dinner time in sort of your conversation. Um, the other thing that we're doing and this, you know, might be a, a relief to, to some people. Um, you know, we're not si- we're normally a family that sits down to dinner at the table seven days a week, and we pretty that's a pretty sacred time for us. And right now, we're kind of letting that go, um, and we're doing different things. So we are playing games during dinner, which, you know, we've done before in the past, but not like regularly where we're going to play Pictionary while we're eating dinner. Um, <laughs> or you know, it's we've just started to do that. Or um, you know, we're watching documentaries or some movies that during dinner. And normally that's not something that happens. Maybe, you know, a special Friday night here and there. Um, but I, I think we just are rethinking dinner and that sort of experience. And so whether it's, you know, new kinds of conversation with, with table talk or doing something totally different, um, I think that's sort of just mixing things up a little bit at the end of a, a day at home. I that I think that does take a lot of pressure off because I think we are together 
a lot. Like even when we're not in quarantine, homeschoolers are together a lot, you know, (laughs) and then with all this going on, we are, we are, we're together a lot right now. We're on top of each other. Siblings are kind of on top of each other. And so that helps me feel like, okay. And then, I mean, honestly, sometimes right now cooking dinner feels really stressful to me because I'm trying to make stuff, but like, it's not our normal. It's so, it's so silly. Like it's, it's, you know, but it's like, it's not our normal brand. And so this is different and that's different or, you know, like things, just the variables are different. And so I feel my stress going up, up, up. And like, so we'll sit down and we'll watch American Idol while we're eating dinner. And I'm just kind of like, okay, I don't have to like think, you know, I can just. <laughs> and it's a win because everyone yeah. wants to watch it. But I also it. have that voice in the back of my head that's like, we should be sitting at the table and everyone should be sharing, you know, the stuff from their day and so it's nice to know that other families are letting that go a little bit right now too so my daughter speaking of pancakes earlier my daughter has made us swedish pancakes three times now from the radish recipe i think we were missing an ingredient because i looked that up and i don't remember what it is now but we're missing a lot of like baking related things Yeah. I wrote down Bob's Red Mill because that's that's a genius. (laughs) I'll be doing that after the show. Yeah. Well, it it will be a 25-pound bag of flour. So beware. We'll we'll roll with it. Desperate times. We'll just bake extra. (laughs) But your live classes that you have been doing have been so awesome right now. Like, she gets so excited about them. And um, can you tell us a little bit about like where that idea came from and how people can join in on those? Yeah. So we did Facebook Live cook-alongs a couple years ago from our test kitchen in our office. And we had different kids in the community come with us and and sort of cook along with us. And those were fun. Um, It was always hard to find the right time to do them because they needed to be after school hours for our kids here. But then it was, you know, getting into dinner time on the East Coast. And so it was never sort of a a perfect home run. So um, the first week we were home, I was like, well, we're going to do a cook along um, and we'll do it, you know, from my my kitchen with my kids. And it's, um, you know, I think the first one, I I think I told you this, Kara, but like the first one, I think I like took a shower and blow dried my hair. And I was like, (laughs) oh, I'm going to be like in front of a bunch of families cooking along. And then by the second one, I was like, ah, you know, this is real life. Like, (laughs) You know, I'm like in my pajamas and no hope nobody notices. And like, (laughs) you know, it just, it is real life. And so, um, you know, my kids cook along. So my daughter's 10. My son is almost eight. Hopefully he'll be turning eight out of quarantine, but that's to be determined. Um, And what we're doing is making, this is our fourth week this week. We'll be making um, simple recipes. We have the, the, four-step illustrated recipes on our website. Um, And then we also have a cooking camp challenge guide that's on our website. And it's all free for families to download and access. And basically, it's just a simple recipe that you can follow along with us. And like, it's real time, right? Like my kids are, like the other day, they were just so goofy. Um, And I got frustrated. And then I felt bad because they felt like they had let me down. And I was like, that's not you know, this is real. So I, I had to take some of that pressure off of off of them and me. Like, it is what it is. And we're having fun. And I really looked forward to them every week because it takes my mind off of everything. You know, I'm not thinking about the news or the world. 
um, or, you know, the paperwork or the desk work at my computer or my, you know, classes that my kids are not getting, you know, finishing their work on. I'm just like kind of having fun cooking with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's so exciting because kids from all across the country are tuning in and they're, you know, we see the pictures that they're submitting afterwards and they're making the food right there with us. And so I think that's brought some joy to my kids too, knowing that they're, doing something that's making a difference for other kids, um, who are home. So we've had, we've had a lot of fun with them. Um, and, uh, I think we'll keep them up for now. So, um, they've been fun. Okay. The other thing is, um, I wanted families, you know, for, for years, I've talked about how the kitchen classroom is the, the tastiest place to learn. And you can learn so much in the kitchen, um, whether it's measuring fractions or, you know, cultural or geography lesson or history lesson. Um, and so, I mean, that's really what Radish does is it breaks down all of our recipes into, you know, different academic areas so that families can learn in the kitchen. Um, but what I wanted families to do is see that that really was possible. And so, um, in each as in each um, cook along, I tried to just go over like a couple of like what I'm calling kitchen connections. Like, okay, you know, um, like you mentioned the Swedish pancakes. Let's find Sweden on a map. Let's name all the bodies of water and landforms and um, what country borders Sweden, right? Or what other cultures make um, pancakes. And okay, so our pancakes um, they rise. They have a leavener in them. Well. The Swedish pancakes don't. So what's a leavener? And so you can go down like the chemistry chemistry road or, um, you know, how is a crepe and a pancake and a blintz different? And you can make a Venn diagram. And just some of these things that, you know, they might not all resonate with everybody watching, but at least the parent can be like, okay, you know, especially if they've never homeschooled before. Like my kids did no homeschool today. Oh my gosh, like this is terrible. They're not learning. And then you can be like, actually, here's a little, you know, recipe and look at the five, projects or areas that they were able to explore afterwards. Um, so I want parents to realize that it doesn't need to be, be some big formal lesson um, for families mm-hmm. to learn. And, and I know you know that, um, <laughs> but I think people need to hear that and they need to know that a little recipe can can provide a lot of learning. Yeah, for sure. For sure. My daughter loved that when it was talking about, mm-hmm. you know, like, yeah, different kinds of pancakes and how lots of cultures have pancakes and you know some of them do more of a savory and so yeah she she really enjoyed that and then we got to enjoy the fact that she is so confident now she's just like oh yeah I'm just gonna whip up another batch you know (laughs) (laughs) and this weekend she was like you know what I think I'm just gonna double it because we'll eat them later for snacks you know so (laughs) so it's been good it's been really good um and I know you said that you have some resources too specifically for those folks that are suddenly homeschooling on the radish site so we can be sure to link to those in the show notes and um did you want to talk a little bit more about what's there too because i know that could be of benefit for people suddenly homeschooling and just those of us who have kids that want to learn more through cooking yeah so we built out a page and it has lots of recipes and ideas on it and then within each recipe i've gone through and outlined maybe three or four different kitchen connections. So just at a high level, you know, it's not a complex lesson plan. I, um, we, we typically create homeschool lesson plans for every one of our recipes, but those are significant documents. <laughs> you know, they're, um, you, 
they're, 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 you download them and they're going to take you an hour or two when it's a proper lesson plan. And I think for families that are suddenly homeschooling, like seeing a full on lesson plan might be a little intimidating. Um, and so we didn't want to direct parents just to those uh, resources. We wanted it to be like a quick at a glance. How can this be a math problem? Oh, okay. Convert this recipe to serve six people and now you have to multiply all your fractions um and so just quick uh ways that parents could make those connections so those are all on our website and um and hopefully they're they're helpful pieces of information um we've got lots of other guides and, and resources on there as well for free that's fantastic and in addition to teaching all of the academics hidden in there you're building confidence in the kitchen for kids with a life skill that they're going to need forever. So I just love that. Um, do you have tips and advice for how to snack right now so that you're <laughs> you're not just eating the go-to bagged junk that, you know, you may have found at Costco <laughs> when you were looking for other things? <laughs> just, uh, just what snacking? <laughs> <laughs> Uh, yes. You know, the, the things that my kids usually snack on are like a lot of fruit and vegetables, which if you're only shopping once every two or three weeks, like you don't have those. So it is a little bit different. Um, and I think I bought, you know, as many apples seemed like appropriate to buy the other day, because to me that those were the things that I wanted on hand. Um, I guess, you know, we've been making hummus, um, that's a good snack that can go with pretzels or it can go with carrots. Um, I would say, you know, if we had some avocados, we made some guacamole, that was a good snack. Um, I mean, we're eating the chips too. You know, I think, you know, we've talked about like, this is such an unusual time. So, you know, maybe they are just going to snack on some things. I mean, my biggest problem right now is that they're eating the snacks and I'm like, wait, those snacks are for two weeks. Like you can't <laughs> eat all of them today. Yeah. <laughs> you know, there yeah. is this rationing that we haven't ever faced before where you think, okay, if we eat the peanuts today, we won't have them next week when we need them. And that goes for a snack, but it goes for every time you're, you know, meal planning or thinking of an ingredient, like, do I need to save this? Um, I don't know. That's, I think anything goes. I, I mean, nuts, nuts, popcorn is a great snack, you know, especially if you're making it yourself, you can do a really fun science experiment and watch it, you know, pop and explore sort of the science of that. And then you can toss in a bunch of mix-ins. Um, we have a recipe for that on our site. Um, but you know, think, think sort of whole grain if you can, but also don't, beat yourself up um I think more we have to be careful of like the snacking while we're bored like I've watched my kids be like there's nothing to do and then like open the pantry and I'm like yeah, it's unrelated <laughs> but we're all guilty of that too right yes. when you're home and you walk through the kitchen you're like well I'll just have one more piece of cookie sitting there so I don't know yeah, so right know. there with us. I like that. <laughs> it's tricky right now, and, and how did you know it was chips? <laughs> <laughs> I like what you said about the rationing too. Like, I've taken stuff, and I'm like, I'm putting this up here because this has to wait until you know later on. And I mean, my my son is taller than I am. Like, I'm. It's not like I'm actually keeping it out of his reach in any way but you know I'm just kind of doing it as like a mental thing of like 
just because we went to the store and we bought three bags of chips does not mean we need to eat three bags of chips in one and a half days, you know? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. yeah. But I've seen it, you know, I'm talking about all this with our kids and, and what it, why this is happening and, and what it means to sort of ration. And, you know, my daughter's taken a real fascination with the great depression <laughs> in during this, you know, until she started studying that and she's like, Oh, is this what grandpa would have felt like when, he was, you know, a kid and I'm like, yes, this is exactly how things, I mean, it's not exactly by any stretch, but you know, mm-hmm. the, you, we're thinking about things that we didn't think about. And, and sure enough, her brother went to go open, you know, we had chips open and he went to go open pretzel sticks. And, and my daughter was like, no, you know, we already have one thing open. And I was like, yeah, exactly. Like we, we you know, we still live in a world of abundance, but um, things are feel, feel different. And so we should recognize that and treat it as such. Yeah. I like that you're talking about it as though like a learning opportunity. My, I, I got really fascinated with like, I started reading a lot of World War II fiction through all of this because I feel like, you know, people that were in England at the time, like really knew how to stay calm through some really scary mm-hmm. times and things like that. And then I ended up getting, um, I got a World War II ration book on eBay. So I actually went and got it. And it's really fascinating how they did rationing. And I keep telling myself, like, I'm going to put together this whole unit study on it, but I can't get any books right now. So it's going to have to take a little while. But I wanted, um, one of the things I ordered was like a ration um, era cookbook so that my daughter and I can cook some of the recipes because we found one online and it's like an apple brown Betty recipe. And instead of sugar, it uses corn syrup. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> and instead of um uh instead of like any kind of flour it uses like leftover stale bread and so i i don't know i'm just kind of thinking there are there are lessons to be learned in all of this mm-hmm. if we can kind of just you know get get through and keep everybody fed so <laughs> yeah I- a neighbor told me she's got her kitchen open and closed at a certain time. I've never been successful. I don't know if I've even tried that. Um, but, you know, it's an interesting concept, too. You know, the, the kitchen is open from this time, and then it shuts down. And she said that's how it was in her, her childhood. And um, I don't know. I, I don't know if it would work work for me or if I'm willing to, to try that. But, you know, I suppose that could work for some families that are just inundated with snacks right now. And sort of this sort of stress, if you're just like, no, it's closed. I mean, it's closed for two hours. It's not like long. <laughs> right. <stretches of> days. <laughs> right. My, my thing used to always be, if you're hungry, like in between meals, you could do a banana and peanut butter. And now you can't, bananas are very hard to come by around here right now. So I don't even, they're like, there's not even bananas. <laughs> Yeah, well, in so, peanut butter. I don't butter, close it down, but I encourage them to try that first. And then, you know, usually at that point, they're a little bit happier and they wander off and they do something. Because it is, a lot mm-hmm. of times it's just I'm bored and I happen to be walking through the kitchen. So can I eat this thing? Yeah, well, I'm guilty of that too. <laughs> well, I am too. And yeah. even peanut butter right now is like, that's one of those things that's hard to find in stores. And um, Oh, don't say it. Well, and... <laughs> I discovered this because our dog ran out of peanut butter and that's how I keep her quiet like when I'm podcasting and stuff is like a Kong with peanut butter and I'm like oh my gosh I can't even find the cheap peanut butter (laughs) so you know but again like things will get replenished it'll 
-hmm. it's going to come back around. We'll be able to eat normally again. And, you know, maybe we'll all learn some stuff from all of this. So definitely, I think. Yeah. Yeah. Before we go, Samantha, is there something that's bringing you joy right now? Well, this weekend, we got our crowd cow shipment um, of meat, and it came with dry ice. And so we had the most fun with dry ice. We put it into hot water. We added soap bubbles, and it occupied my kids with, like, childish wonder for so long. And it was fascinating for me. And, you know, it took half of an afternoon, maybe, but... um, it brought so much joy and it was so simple and we did it in the front. And so all the neighbor kids that were walking by in their like afternoons um, was like, Oh, what's happening. That's so magical. And uh, it was just, it was a really sort of joyful, playful, fun activity. Oh, I love awesome. that so much. And they're going to remember it always. My sister sends us Jenny's ice cream. Have you guys had Jenny's ice cream? It's like, <laughs> It's so the good. best ice cream. It's so good. And she sends it for the kids' birthdays every year. And it always comes with dry ice. And it's always like, what are we going to do with dry ice when it comes? Yeah, we've we made a volcano one year. Yeah, we've done all kinds of fun experiments and stuff. Dry ice is really awesome if you can get it. So that's a great idea. So people can order. Where did you say you got your meat from? Uh, it's from Crowd Cow. Okay. All right. We'll have to link to that in the show notes. Kate, what, what's bringing you joy right now? So yesterday, my oldest turned 12 and he had, we always do either a party or an event for your birthday. And he was really, really looking forward to going indoor climbing and having Thai food. And that wasn't going to happen this time. And he, this time last week was really kind of down about it. And so I sent an email to friends asking if, you know, if they wanted to send him like a birthday message or something. And we were going to leave a Harry Potter-esque mailbox in the driveway if someone was out for a drive and wanted to just, you know, pop a note in. And we had people show up and do dance parties. We had people (laughs) singing. We had two friends drive up from Massachusetts with signs just because it was like a gorgeous day and they got to be out on the road with the sun. And our friends from the summer, the pool that we go to, did an entire parade for him on the, street, the cul-de-sac. And it was just like such an amazingly magical birthday. He got toilet cool. paper. <laughs> <laughs> it was just, you know, it's a birthday that he is always going to remember when he was all down and out about it. You know, a few days ago, he was saying last night that it's the best birthday. And I said, this is like, you'll be telling your grandkids about it. And they'll be like, Papa, I've heard that story a million times <laughs> about the pandemic birthday. That's so awesome. Though. It, I'm it glad was good it to have it turn turned around. Okay. Yeah. 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 What about you, Kara? Um, I, we've been taking a lot of walks lately. And in our neighborhood, everybody is starting to decorate their windows and it's really neat. And so we've um, gotten, today we're going to do it. We got like an Easter decorating window painting kit thing that comes with stencils. So we're going to do that. And then my daughter and I used to make um, window stars. And we, but it we didn't have any more window star paper. I searched all the boxes in the basement. And so um, I found some online. Apparently it's not as big as it used to be like a couple of years ago that was kind of everywhere. So we're going to make window stars and hang them in the windows. But it's nice when you're out walking, you know, people will have little messages in the windows or they're doing like lots of sidewalk chalk. And I mean, even though, you know, it's, it's a kind of scary time and everybody's sort of 
staying in their houses mostly, people are doing things to reach out to each other. And Mm -hmm. so it's kind of a reminder that like we're all in this together. So it's good. So what are window stars? Okay, so they're they kind sound of really cool. They're like a Waldorfy thing, which is why we used to do them. You use paper that's like it's kind of like a cross between like tissue paper and waxed paper. It's like a specific kind of paper. And so you make these colorful stars, but there's all these different patterns that you can make. We'll have to link to them in the show notes so people can see them, but there's that all these really different cool. patterns and they're just really colorful and they kind of like catch the light, but not, they're like not totally transparent, but they're also not totally opaque. And so they're just really, really pretty. So, um, yeah, we're excited to try that again. So we'll take some pictures too. Maybe we can throw them in the show notes if, if we get them done this week. I know the stencils are kind of the big thing because by the time this airs, it will be after Easter, but right now we're recording before Easter. So we want to get all the Easter stencils up. Yeah. All right. Well, so we will have links to everything we talked about today over in the show notes at thehomeschoolsisters.com. And thank you so much for being with us, Samantha. This has been terrific. I think it's going to be a really helpful conversation for many. Yes, for sure. Yeah. All right. You guys have a great rest of your day. You too. All right. Bye. 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 Thanks for hanging out with us today. We'd love to answer your question next, so head to our site, thehomeschoolsisters.com, and click on Ask Us a Question. We share posts over there, too, and you can find us on Facebook, Twitter, Instagram, and Pinterest. We'd also love it if you'd leave us a review on iTunes so we can connect with more sisters out there. And until next time, remember, you've got this, sister. Sister.